Welcome to Alter Your Comics Presents. I'm Alex. I'm Jared. I'm Laura. Greetings, programs. I'm Adrian. And that's right. It's a full cast tonight, everybody. Laura's back. Yep, I Huzzah. snuck in there. I realized at the last second, I was like, what order do I go in now? It's like, I feel like Adrian should be saved for last. Yeah, I mean, just around the table works. So <laughs> that works well enough. But because Laura's back, we're going to talk about Spider-Man books, folks. Yep. Wait, and you like Spider-Man? Just a little bit. That does shock a lot of people. I can't wear my ring at work, so people don't understand what it's like. But you still wear Spider-Man shirts, like, yeah. every day. But a lot of people wear the same shirts over and over there, so they might think that they're, like, my least favorite shirts. They're yeah, your like junk work, shirts. Yeah, they work might clothes. Think. Yeah, okay. I do have levels of Spider-Man shirts, it's true. But... <laughs> Including some ones that you've stolen from me. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing one of them right now. Yay! I can't flash you very well, though. That's okay. Uh, yep, he's on there too. All right, so uh, not only because Laura's here is why we're talking about Spider-Man, it's also because there's a Spider-Man movie coming out next what? week. What? Yeah. This instead is of doing news to me. Instead of doing the week of the Spider-Man movie, we're doing the week before because Laura won't be able to be here for the podcast next week. Oh, oh I thought you were just going to do a whole month of Spider-Man. Uh, no. I mean, we already missed last week's episode would have been the first oh. of the month, so. Was it? Okay. I don't but know what day it is. It's I'm today. just here. The day is today. So, Spider-Man books. Uh, Laura, since you are back, we'll save you for last. Adrian, <laughs> why, why don't you go first? No, I'll go first. I'll talk about mine first. Screw Adrian. <laughs> yeah, we just discussed how the segue was going to be great. There's two parts to this, though. It could have been the second part. could have been the segue. Yeah. <laughs> his doing his the good comes after mine, though. <laughs> well, you have two on your list. He has two on his list. The segue could have been the second part. What was my second one? I don't know. You should have to. He doesn't either. He I doesn't know. either. You don't have your say. Oh, wow. Okay. Jared. Oh, okay. This, is, this is a great night, folks. This is a great night. Jared, what's the first way you list? Welcome to the full cast. So, I wanted to derail you all. Good night, everyone. <laughs> so my first one is Spider-Man Back in Black. This takes place uh, right after Civil War. Um, <clears throat> Peter Parker, Mary Jane, and Aunt May are on the run because they're kind of criminals now because they turned against Tony Stark. Well, uh, Wilson Fisk had hit, uh, hired a hitman to kill Peter, but instead, the uh, assassin shoots Aunt May. Instead? Instead, yep. By accident. And it's been a while since I've actually Remember, read his it, spidey but... sense went off. And he dodged. Yeah. yeah. And then he dodged, and the yes. bullet went by him, and she was in alignment. So, yeah. Well, he said it was true. Yeah. It shot her instead. It shot her instead, but not... Instead of him. Well, I mean, it didn't hit him, I'm so it hit her instead. Like, oh, I, I'm going to shoot Aunt May, not Peter. I don't, I don't care about my contract. Either way, Aunt May's been shot. Um, it's a Parker. Who These are just some of the antics. Yeah. Peter is very angry. <laughs> and oh, yeah. he basically dons the black suit again. Not Venom, but the black-suited Spider-Man. Right. So he's basically a little more evil. He's breaking bones. He's chucking criminals off of buildings, you know, trying to find the assassin who did it and who hired them. So that makes me make a question. Was it really the Venom symbiote that ever made him angry or was it just a black, dark and broody costume? Oh, no, I think he was just angry before. I think Venom was, you know, in the day like, dude, calm down. I think we've gotten a really good explanation in both the movies and the comics that the suit always amplified what was already there. Right. Yeah. But so I'm there saying, was anger there. What I'm saying, obviously. though, is 
that Peter corrupted Venom, not Venom corrupting Peter, is what I'm getting at at that point. Then. No, I'm just saying. I, no. Venom was it, cool it, at one time. But Venom fed off the anger, though. So, right. And I'm saying, Venom became Venom, corrupted. Right. So I'm saying it was Peter's fault that Venom became Venom at that point. I'm just saying it amplified more what was already there. I disagree because there were some issues, too, where they talked about because back when they used to have the whole Clintar like nation. Hive, hive mind yeah. and everything. Yeah, I forget if that's still canon or not, but at one point they were saying that that symbiote, because it was taken away from the hive mind so far away, that that's part of what corrupted him too. I think that might have been in um, the Flash Venom Space Knight series. I think they talked more about how Venom needed to be like with his people to be a better symbiote. To be anger and, purged. Yeah. Ah. Like, it's not all Peter's fault. Like, the right. symbiote was like a... A singled out, like kind of like a lost puppy. Like he's sad and he's all by himself and he's depressed and, and like impressionable. And then yeah, so then he gets a hold of Peter's anger. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's I'm not saying it's not Peter's <laughs> fault, but it's not Venom's fault either. Like Venom didn't make yeah together. Right. they were a mess. Right, yeah. Venom, like a bad the symbiote, relationship. People are like, oh, yeah. the symbiote corrupted Peter. No, he was already there. It just it brought it out, amplified it, and then. Venom fed off of it and became corrupted himself. It's a chicken and the egg kind of thing, not yeah. just the either or. Is, what I, is the argument that I'm posing we'll, with this. We'll go with that. But either way, Venom's not in this story. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's in my other story. So basically it was, um, you know, he, Peter, you know, uh, questioned all of the assassins and everyone who was trying to find who it was gets to uh, Wilson Fisk and, you know, beats oh, yeah. the crap out of him. In, that was impressive. I think he goes into the prison, doesn't mm -hmm. he? Yeah, yeah, he is inside the Yeah, and just beats wall. the crap out of him. And basically he says, you know, he pulls his mask off and says, Spider-Man's not going to kill you, Peter Parker is. And he basically leaves him there in a heap, and he's ba he says, if Aunt May dies, I'm coming back to kill you, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And that kind of leads right into Adrian's One, one day more, <clears throat> which I really like. One more the, day. Whatever. One more day. Whatever. <laughs> I'm saying you do the segue, then you got the name wrong. You threw a fit about that, but no. Yeah. Good night, everyone. A, a good friend would edit that to make it sound like he did it right the first time. I can't do miracles. <laughs> it's just two words. It would it would have been just anyway. Um one more day. Says the one people more. That don't do the editing. Maybe I was being on Yoda. Give me a shot tonight. Uh, good night, everyone. <laughs> you say you're start it's drinking for the podcast, so there you go. What's he talking about? Uh, oh, one more day. One day more. One, one, day one more. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Les Miserables. One day more. Um, I actually liked the the conclusion of all that and the resetting. Actually, and then we're getting some sort of basis on that with this movie, hopefully. Or I don't We're all Potentially, wrong. Potentially, We're maybe. all wrong. Potentially, maybe. Whatever any one of us has ever thought about any of these Marvel movies, we've always been wrong. There's some inspiration. There's definitely some inspiration. Inspiration. Good. Yeah. Um, which then the way you said it, you know, if Aunt May dies, then, then, then you'll die too. Was he trying to save Aunt May and the Kingpin or was he just trying to save Aunt May? Was he trying to save the Kingpin? Was he trying to keep himself from doing something he knew he would regret for the rest of time? I don't know, but this is kind of where I kind of dropped Spider-Man. Okay. Because I wanted that whole story arc of them on the run and everything like that to continue. And then mm -hmm. they hit that big reset button. Sure. And they sure. ended their wedding yes. and all that. And it was Mephisto such a good story arc. Yeah. No, and it, 
So, but I, continue. But I do like the 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 way they they made a turn because we we see this a lot with a lot of these books where it's like, all right, Superman, you're invulnerable. Nothing can kill you. Okay, well now what? Uh, Doomsday. Okay, now what? Well, we don't think of anything for a long time. Oh, magic. Okay, now what? You know, uh, so, coma. You're not dead. You're in a coma. Oh my goodness. Well, now I have to go find myself by flying away into the universe and at large. And it's like, okay, all right, fine. But give us something. And I think the 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 one more day, one day more, one more day, more one day, more than one day. Uh, Storyline did a really good job of giving us a reboot without making it reboot. Although it was kind of a reboot. Because it was a soft whole, reboot, yeah, with the soft. whole story of of Mephisto taking over and and uh, I what I what I will say though is I'm very disappointed with uh, MJ's whisper, the one moment in time story, right? It's like really that's that was what you wanted. At- so the listeners that don't know what we're talking about in one more day, uh, MJ and Peter are making a deal with Mephisto, like hey, we gotta save Aunt May, undo all this, blah blah. And Mephisto's like, all right, but it comes at a cost. Cost is your love. I don't care about souls. Souls are souls have been done to death. Mm-hmm, I don't care mm-hmm. about that. I want something that matters. Your love. And she's like, all right. On one condition, she whispers. We don't know what it is. For like two, three years, we oh, never found like, out. It was like five or six years. It was a long oh, time. Man. Like everyone's like, what was that whisper? What, what are they the saying? Yeah, right. Then they Talk find about a letdown. They find it one moment in time, a flashback oh, yeah. within the current within the then current Spider Man. Like, all right, this is what she said. And she's like basically like, all right, leave us alone forever. Like that's it. Like really, nothing. No, like no, catch twenty two yeah, right. claws. Nothing. Nothing. Right. Just lame. I have to worry though sometimes when they when they do those little cliffhangers. Do they actually know? Did they not really know what that was going to happen? Did they not have that planned out? I feel like they didn't know. They're like all right, we'll just yeah. leave it in there. Let someone else figure it out, and who knows? We'll just leave, leave crumbs that may lead to somewhere. We don't know. It could have been really good. I don't know what. I'm not a writer. But I feel like somebody somewhere could have come up with something really good for the whisper. And kinda, someday they'll reboot and do it again. And they'll get you your whisper. I hope not. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of the TV series Lost. They start with a great plan. Oh, my goodness. And they're like, all right, we'll leave these crumbs that go to, crap, how many seasons are we getting renewed for? Five. Crap. Four. We don't. We we're only planning on three seasons. Now we're going to do ten. Oh no! It like it seems like that sort of thing. Like all right, we'll we'll leave crumbs that we could pick up later and say, yeah, we planned that, but we really we're making up we're making the airplane as we fly. Now, conversely, though, I don't think that that's what they're doing with with X Men right now. I think they they knew they were going to get from point A to point B to point C. No, how but the how the guy right. now they get there might okay. We have to have you know two real life human years between these events but get there yeah well i was just looking also kind of backtracking just a little bit um the one more day was written by straczynski and one moment in time was written by uh joe casada which so, definitely makes me think there's a problem that, yeah definitely makes me think it was just i a... doubt i bet you straczynski had a different idea of which way that was going to go hey honey i'm writing a new spider-man story oh yeah what's it about i don't know <laughs> I need to make up whatever I want. It's yep. like Star Wars, the newest trilogy. Like, hey, here's this. Good luck figure out the rest. I don't okay, care. Yep. Started. So yeah, it was one more day. One day more. And not the brand new day, which felt kind of flat after that. Uh, I feel like they did. <sighs> it was such a shift Because on out of tone. that, didn't we get um, rich Peter Parker? Yeah. Yeah. Big okay. time. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. 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 
And we got some really cool suits and things, and we got eventually. Um, but there was a dry spell in between those. Such a it was such a tonal shift that it's like, oh, you know, on the run, little life's rough. Parker luck to the extreme. To ta da, I'm Spider Man. Well, that's that's like, kind of what I was saying before. Like you got to put him. You got to run this guy back down. You got to. I feel like he had gotten too successful. You know, he got the girl. He got the money. He's got the good job. Now what? But I'm saying at least they built to that, though. I'm going with it. One more day to brand new day is such a hard turn of, like, sad, you know, Aunt May's dying, super depressed, we're sacrificing our life to, ta-da, we're happy all of a sudden. By the way, I would have just let her die because she lived the full life, saw her son raised up to be amazing and found out he was a superhero and... And but then you wouldn't have this week's issue where Aunt May like saves the day. I mean, sure, but she, it's Marvel. They could have just resurrected her somehow. They did by <laughs> one more day. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so I'll go next since we're done with that tirade. Um, it's never done. I, I didn't mention it earlier when we were talking about what we're going over, but I just remembered. I want to mention Superior Spider-Man. For me, that was... A really good, like, oh, Peter Parker is, quote, dead. Well, no one's Oh, Doc dead. Ock Spider? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was building to it. Jeez. <laughs> Spoilers. Uh, but yeah, the, it's, some people come through a fit like, oh, it's not my Spider-Man, you know, it's Doc Ock, who cares, whatever. Not my Spider-Man. And I was like, who cares if the story's good? And also, Peter Parker will be back. Like, Yeah, he no was one, there. I mean- even still, when he was, quote, dead, like, it doesn't matter. They'll bring him back. It's only short term. No one ever stays dead. They prove that with Superman. They'll do it again and over and over. Like, people will die. They'll come back. It's no big deal. Just judge the story on its own merits. And Superior Spider-Man was a judge, really judge cool. The story by the cover. Was a really cool story where Doc Ox did a mind swap with Peter. And Peter died in Doc Ock's body. And here we go. Where did he live? In a where robot. was he? Oh, that's later. No, Peter Parker. Where did yeah. he go? He went into he... Doc Ock's body, and Doc Ock's body died. But there was like a little tiny whisper of Spider-Man still in his own body that yeah. like, oh, brought yeah, himself yeah, yeah, back. Right. That they like... grew into a flesh yeah. and whatever. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> that sounds funny. It doesn't matter. It does uh, if you're a completionist. At the time, though, yeah. I'm trying to go storyline instead of jumping around. <laughs> uh, at the time, he was dead. He was no more whatever it is what it is. So just mostly dead. Yes, yeah. dead like. And His body, well, Doc Ock's body was okay. dead. He was dead inside Doc's body. We're, I'm judging the is, both of you right now because I'm so making bad. a Princess Bride reference. In the other yeah, I know. You keep oh, derailing me. I've only seen that show twice. Anyway. So Doc Ock is in charge, full control. There is no Spider-Man around. He is He's like, all right, well, I'm going to do a better version of Spider-Man. I'm going to be the superior Spider-Man because... I've always been better than Peter Parker, and now I can prove that. And he does a pretty good job. Like, he gives Peter Parker a doctorate, and he starts this whole, you know, business and everything. Then, of course, the world finds out, like, hey, you're stealing the copyrights to Doc Ock. He's like, but I am Doc Ock, but I can't tell him Doc Ock. Crap, I'm screwed. Mm -hmm. So, of course, he loses a doctorate and all that because... He copyrighted, yeah. he plagiarized himself. Yeah, plagiarized, yeah. But it's like, well, how do you prove that you didn't? Because it is you, but it's not you. And anyway, it was a really cool story to see the redemption of Doc Ock, where he became a true hero. Like, eventually, he wasn't doing it just to prove that he was better. He was being better because he was being better. Yeah, you know I'm... what I liked most about that story was they actually, I'm not even going to let you answer. 
was the fact that they explained why Doc Ock was so damaged. Let's be honest. He's just a guy with extra arms. So So, they did like a like a page and a half of flashbacks of like getting hit in the head, getting thrown into a wall, getting right hit by a truck, or you know, it's like, yeah, dude's just a guy with arms. And yeah, I can see him going crazy because that's repeated head trauma. Like (laughs) he got punched in the face so many times. Yeah, that was one of the cuckoo birds had cuckoo birds. The mirror things that they always said was like Doc Ock is similar to if Spider Man had been. Had chosen to do bad with his powers right. instead, do good. Did they always get a story like that. And oh, there's lots of stories. Well, like everybody. an alternate universe where he actually did get the arms. I'm sure there is. Mm. I'd have to dig through my my old issues, but yeah, there's a lot of what if issues. And when they were bringing back Peter's consciousness, like Doc Ock was living that life simultaneously. Oh, this is wow. There is a better way. I could be. I don't have to be a jerk just because I'm a jerk. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, and those of. Beautiful way that how they showed, like, oh, I'm you aren't a bad person because you're a bad person. You're a bad person because of the situations that life have given you. Hey, that goes back to Venom too. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just it was really cool growth that they showed to the character, and then eventually he got his own clone body that he made that Doc Ock had his own body, and still Peter was still around. They're both spider powers of sorts, and it was really cool. And then they retconned that where Doc Ock went back to being an, an evil jerk. Eventually, eh, not one hundred percent. Like in this issue, yeah, this week. he got better, but he didn't. He didn't stay his full reformed self. Yeah. So, but yeah, that is one of my favorite non-Peter Parker, but still his body. <laughs> Wait, sorts was of it retconned or just he just went? He went back. Okay, so they he ended up making his own body, his own original body, and decided yeah, yeah. to be evil again. So he retconned himself, like, oh, instead of being this new reformed thing of I can obviously be better. So he no, didn't retcon himself. My he old, made the choice to my get old to be version of my my memory is better. So that's why I'll go back to being my old guy, just because I can. And that's where I'm comfortable. Yeah, I I need to reread the Superior Octopus. I think yes. storyline because oh, I think yeah. it explains it there. And I feel like it had something to do with Anna Maria Marconi, that like she shunned him just because. Who he was, not who he is. Yeah, and I think that really upset him. And he's like, well, if it doesn't matter that I reform, then I'll just go back to what I was doing and and I'll show them. I want to say he uploaded his old consciousness even too before he was Superior Spider-Man. It was his old evil. Yeah, he like refreshed it. He totally sparked it where he just uploaded his memory. (laughs) He like uploaded an old memory. You know what? I was actually okay with them doing disassembled, Stark disassembled. Yeah. I don't. I don't like that they've kind of used that a lot. A lot since. Yeah, I mean so, that's all mutant them right now. Right, and that's and that's my problem with what they did with the superior with Otto in general. Like, oh well, and we'll just do the unplug, plug it back in. All right, that's the oldest. That's the save file there, so we'll load that one and be good to go. Hello, IT. Have you tried pulling in it? Turn it off and on again. So yeah. Other than that, though, Superior Spider-Man, I really enjoyed. Laura, your I turn. feel like I'm going to switch up what I was going to do first. Because another story that it's kind of not a Spider-Man story, but it is. It's actually from the Spider-Girl issues from the Marvel 2 universe. I was supposed to look up the number, but eh. you people, hopefully you know what I'm talking about when I say Marvel 2 and Spider-Girl. But issue number five of Spider-Girl, they actually had the Venom symbiote that had been by itself, like, in isolation, being kind of tormented a little by its 
security personnel who are watching, they're like, oh, it's just this puddle of goo, blah, blah, blah. Who's scared of you? And they taunted it a little bit, and it escapes, and it finds Peter Parker. And so that's another good question of, was it the symbiote, or is it Peter? Like, as Spider Venom is what he calls himself in this, Peter Parker actually goes after his own daughter. And it's like, would Peter ever be that angry enough to go after his own daughter? Like, to attack, go after. Right? Yeah. Yeah, he threatens her. He says that he's going to enjoy ripping her apart and having Peter, like, be helpless to stop himself from doing it and, like, go after Mary Jane, too. Like, it's it's a really good issue to me, of course. Um, and just the the conflict, the internal conflict, and how, how do you stop yourself when you're, like, trapped inside a monster? I'm going to go with. Like, it can be argued either way, but. In this version, yeah. definitely, yeah, the yeah. symbiote was not a good guy. Yeah. And you also have to remember that this is sort of an alternate timeline, universe, everything. So I don't think Venom is this anymore, but it's it's neat to look back on and see. Like, almost everything seems like a what-if anymore. It just depends what you consider to be the canon universe, the straight-line timeline. Even there really main, isn't one. Even main continuity has a what-could-have-been, because they've yeah. retconned a thing since then. It's like, eh, or what was, have been, could be, maybe, time mm -hmm. travel. Yeah. And another side tangent in this one, it's funny, too, how there's a scene. Phil Urich is the actual person who ends up saving Spider-Girl and Spider-Man because he has the lunatic laugh and he laughs the symbiote with the sonic vibrations off of Peter. And after that situation, Peter's talking to Phil and he's like, he's Peter's saying, don't encourage May, don't tell her to be Spider-Girl, we're putting a stop to this. And Phil took it as, she did a great job, she came to you, she got help, let's keep this going. So Phil, at this point, starts planning to help May train to be Spider-Girl, and Spider-Man thinks that it's done, it's over, we don't have to worry about this anymore. So that's a fun little pivot that this kept the storyline going, too, and for we, 100 issues. -ish. Do we know if this particular issue was in the reprints of the Spider-Girl collections? Do you know? It should be, yeah. It, it was in the first five, and I think the first volume had, like, I feel like that is the 10. reprint, isn't it? No, that's an original. That's an original? Yeah, I mean, it better be. Judging by the <laughs> ad on the back where it's a bug's life, I'm guessing that's oh. <laughs> that's probably At original. three bucks yeah, that year? Yeah. I'm not sure if that was back when I was doing the direct to. Actually, it would say on the barcode. If it says direct edition. Direct edition. Yep, yeah. I'd subscribe to it by then. then. Right. Yeah, I got the first couple off the newsstand at Paper and oh, Ink yeah. and Tiffin. Actually, no, we got it at Kroger. Sorry. Mom got it off the spinner rack. And then we went to Paper and Ink and started getting it. And then we found out oh. we could subscribe and get it in the mail. And then they'd send them all bent up and I'd get so mad. Yeah. Good yeah. old postal service on that one. Yeah. And some of my issues upstairs, I've actually got the, the board that it came with in the mail too. Like behind the real backer board. So, she had impact proof. webbing, didn't she? Maybe. I I feel like she often. had impact webbing before Ben Riley did. In an alternate universe. Also, she could repel things. Well, that was the first time I'd ever seen that. Like, she could stick to something and then throw it at someone. Like, huh. like without and moving. The anti-stick. Yeah. Yeah, one of the issues, the back page has a whole bunch of comparisons between her and Spider-Man. Like, how their strength is a little different, but they've also got some other powers, like the repel thing. So it's like a baseball card where it has the statistics and abilities and stuff on mm -hmm. the back. That's cool. Yeah. 
supersized giant baseball card. And who knows? That might be in the collected editions also. I'm not sure. Because I know sometimes they usually do like the front, the variant covers and stuff in the pages. But they, I I could see them totally doing that. Like, oh, here's concept art and here's the other like stats, how it breaks down, all that stuff too. But I don't know because I don't have it in front of me. Yeah, I'd have to go upstairs and look and figure out which issue that was really in. Yeah. We'll worry about that later. Until then, Jared, what else is of your spider list? Um, actually, my last one was uh, the entire run of uh, The Ultimate Spider-Man. Um, I absolutely loved this series. It was different than what you would uh, normally consider Spider-Man, uh, just in different aspects. Um, he, origin's pretty much the same with uh, the spider bite, Uncle Ben getting shot from the rest, the robbery at the wrestling place. You know, a lot of that's the same, but a lot of their character uh, characters are different like green goblin actually kind of morphs into an actual goblin type of character um it's not a bodysuit it's yeah, a mutation right so there's a lot of different things like that it's got the ultimates which is like their version of the avengers in it um who guest star but uh, i love the character progression the um relationships they have with uh flash thompson there's um uh Kong. Gwen There's Gwen Stacy who comes in with Captain Stacy who uh, Captain Stacy gets killed by a Spider-Man impersonator who's robbing banks and Gwen Stacy thinks that or, you know it's angry mm-hmm. at Spider-Man because a Spider-Man killed her dad. So there's a lot of character development and just conflict and a lot of great dialogue in this series. So they had some really great stuff. Their versions of Doc Ock were excellent. They did a... Uh, Sinister Six, Venom, which their Venom was a little different. His dad was a scientist who um, Eddie Brock's dad, uh, them two were working on a scientific project that was supposed to cure cancer and be the suit and stuff like that. And it didn't turn out to be that way. Well, I I just like how in general, though, like the Ultimate Universe modernized a lot of characters, origins, and everything, too. I mean, they definitely changed a lot of things. Right. Especially instead of Avengers. Having a cell phone. Yeah. (laughs) Instead of Avengers, there's the Ultimates and just the look and design of everybody. Like, oh, this felt very now, you know, 2000. So it's definitely dated now compared to then. Oh, yeah. But I forget, was that Marvel now? No, that was before Marvel. Then. Marvel now. That was this Marvel then. This lasted from like 2000 to 2011, I think. Off and Something on. Something like that. It yeah. shut down a couple times, like when the artist, mm-hmm. original artists left and they brought in a new one, they kind of but the Spider-Man, the story. But Spider-Man was all written by Brian Michael Bendis. Yeah. Uh, until they decided to bring Miles into the main universe after they killed Peter Parker yep. off in the Ultimate Universe. Yeah, but they had some great team-ups with this. Like uh, him and Johnny Storm had some great story arcs together um him and wolverine cha- switched bodies once um they kind of did almost what if stories like that him and wolverine switching bodies was kind of like a what if but it was like actually happened in the ultimate universe so it was really good but their sinister six story arc was excellent um their nick fury uh working with spider-man was really good their black cat was older than the current oh, spider-man mm-hmm. So there was just some really great stuff in there. Silver Sable was good. Um, I thought their Deadpool sucked in the Ultimate Universe. 
Well, I was not a fan of that version of Deadpool. I mean, you can make the argument that the rest of the Ultimate Universe sucked because Spider-Man was the only one that kept going on and on. Right. Everything else, like, oh, here's a five-issue X-Men. Here's a five-issue Fantastic Four. Right. They didn't really... No one really cared another... Like, it yeah. didn't continue on. Right. The Spider-Man one kept going on and on and yeah, on. Yeah, but it then would kind of showcase those other characters from those right. other series. He was dating but, Kitty for a while. Yep. Yep. He was dating Kitty Pride. Um, one of their best story arcs, which I thought the Ultimate Universe did better than the uh, original, was the Clone Saga. Their Clone That's Saga was Pretty easy awesome. to do the yeah. Clone Saga better. I yeah. can write a better Clone <laughs> Saga. But their Ultimate Universe Clone Saga was awesome. It introduced Spider-Woman. No, Spider-Woman in this one. And it was a clone of Peter Parker, but female. Oh, yeah. So then they have a whole new spinoff character, which didn't do a whole lot. She showed up here and there. But, uh, yeah, there was a lot of great stuff in that series. So, yeah, Ultimate Spider-Man. That's including the Miles Morales reboot. Yeah. The the renumbering, not reboot, the renumbering. Miles Morales was really good also. Good enough that he's so, they like he's yeah. the only one that survived the Ultimate Universe. Like, and hey, we're putting him in the main one because he's the only character we care yeah. about. And he's got some good stuff. He's got a little bit, few different powers than uh, Peter Parker, but uh, he yeah. electrifies and he goes invisible, the, right? Yeah, the venom, the, ve- snap. the venom sting, sting, sting yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got some good stuff and some good story arcs too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Adrian, did we buy enough time, or do you want to skip over you for now? Sure. I mean, I. I... <laughs> It's more of a trolling than anything. Trouble. Oh, <laughs> how is that your favorite? It's not. So I just wanted to. <laughs> so if, if you weren't going to, I was going to say it on mine also. <laughs> you are terrible people. This was an awful. Like okay, so later you guys are going to hear me say that I can't stand Saga, but I keep picking it up. No, I still have your copy. I'm actually doing you a favor by yeah, not know. giving it back to you. Yeah, I but was I just do thinking, see it. where is it? Oh, it's probably his house. Thank God. <laughs> I do see it on my bookshelf, and I just laugh. <laughs> I just, just give it a dirty look. You like, just chuckle it. it. Chuckle was. everyone. Everyone. Yeah. I'm just like. <laughs> it was really bad. It was it awful. Was okay, horrible. so so it, tell the listeners okay, why it was. So awful. it is this romance five issue five six issue uh, story of Aunt May. Uncle Ben and Peter's, I'd say Peter's real parents and Peter's real parents (laughs) Um, when they're teenagers, when they're teenagers. So it's, it's, they're at camp or something and it's a romance story. It's like dirty dancing. Yeah. It does have dirty dancing. Almost a coming of age story, but yeah, not that. They did not hit that Beyond the loss of innocence. A soap opera version of dirty dancing, but mixed with grease, sort of. Like, I don't know. It's just yeah. bad. Yeah, it uh, really somebody, changes Aunt May. I, I don't... Well, and obviously, people are different when they're younger. So, who's to that say much? that... I mean, right, well, who's to say that much, right? Yeah. Uh, you Okay, so you should bring it back to me, give it back to me, on bring it on Saturday. If anybody's listening and they want to see how bad it is, I will give you our copy for listening to the podcast and get to enjoy the awfulness. <laughs> So okay. assuming, and you'll be at work this Saturday yeah. at two. Uh, so Adam, if you're listening, Adam, uh, and you want to read this, Adam, then I will say, don't Adam. Sorry, uh, that will be our return gift for your awesome thing you gave me. We give you this terrible book. No, that <laughs> what he gave you was cool. Yeah. yeah, that's. I don't think that's a. That's uh, almost like. But this way he'll this way he'll, he'll know the inside joke of how bad it is. It'll be fine. It's not inside. It's awful. It's it's one of those things. Yeah, we people should, know. 
disinvent. Yeah, I mean, there's no inside. Either way, you should still bring it in, though. It's inside. Never mind. In, in, in case, in case any other listeners <laughs> want to see how bad it is, part of it. and we can get their opinions if right. it's as bad as we it's, think it's it is. Awful. Like you, you might say, oh well, it's a good coming of age story. We get to see another it's side. It's not. But it really like there. There's no add to any character. Like oh. Maybe I won't feel so bad because I find out that Uncle Ben was really kind of a jerk when he was younger. No, no, no. He's just young and dumb. Yeah. Well, what if Are we Aunt allowed May... to do spoilers? Yeah, for that, yeah. I mean, well, this is our first time we're actually doing a negative review, too. <laughs> we normally <laughs> try to stay positive, but this one's like, okay. You... The, the and... only, like, small thing I could give trouble... And it is a big spoiler, so if you don't want to hear this, people, like, stop listening for about 30 Fast seconds. Fast forward about 40 seconds. Yeah. But it it makes it seem, and I'm pretty sure they decide, like, Aunt May was Peter's real mom in this Correct. version, right? Oh, According yeah. to that, that was the twist. Yeah, that yes. was the twist. And that explains why she's so overprotective and doting and bearing, overbearing. Well, yeah. childbearing. Because like, <laughs> her... Cause, yeah, she his mom was barren. She basically asked Mary, "Will you take care of my son? Like I can't let Ben know that this happened." Yeah. So he's yeah. gonna find out. Apparently not. If it's if it's for real, then no I one's found out. I really don't think it's canon. I, I, yeah, I, I, it better I, not be. <laughs> if they say it is, I'm gonna say no. It's not right. because no. Not my president. Not not my <laughs> MA. Uh-uh. <laughs> So yeah. Good night, everyone. So that's trouble. <laughs> and, trouble. And the book trouble with a travel with a capital with a capital T. And I, I like to go in my defense. The reason I got it was two reasons. One, I was told, hey, it's a Spider-Man story ish. Okay, young AMA. I mean, and two, of... because it was clearance for super cheap. Yeah, it was like, like two dollars. Yeah, it was su- stupid levels of cheap. And I was like, oh, that should have been an indicator mm-hmm. why it was so cheap. Here's yeah. your sign. So. I picked it up because you guys told me it was so bad. Yeah. But it wasn't even a so bad, it's good. Book. No, it's not. Yeah. It's just so bad. It's bad. Period. I, I should have just taken your word for it and just not bought it. I remember when Laura read it, she threw it down the stairs. Like, <laughs> oh, did I really? I, yeah, you said you did at least because I oh, wasn't okay. here. But you're like, you're done, and like just threw it down the flight of stairs out here down to the basement. Like, I've you're done, done that with a few books, so I can't remember which ones they were. <laughs> that one survived though. I have one book that, yeah, it's in shreds because I threw it down the stairs. <laughs> so yeah, that that's the trouble with trouble and triples. Mm-hmm. Uh, my last one I would mention is Spider-Man, the life story. I know we've talked about it in the past it is a six issue trade that they collected. Each issue was a different decade, which it ended with the 2010s, I think still, I think it was before the 2020s. So yeah, it had been 2010s. So, yeah. so when does it start? Like uh, what decade does it start? 60s. Uh, is this, I thought it was made in the 50s. No, I think it started no. in the 60s. Yeah, because yeah, Spider-Man right. wasn't born in the 50s. So. Okay. Google, here we come. Either way, each issue was a different decade, and it showed him aging, like, what if, basically, what if the Marvel comic book characters aged in time, in real time-ish, for each issue was a different decade. So it ended up with old man Peter Parker, and it was a sad story at the end, but it was a good story of Spider-Man and him, they touch on the Clone Saga here and there, they touch on, like, all these major milestone things, and it was really good. Hmm. Yeah, I had trouble with that one because it was so dispersed. I couldn't stay focused. And since it was changing a little bit of the history, like I couldn't figure out what was really happening. It was, and I lost track. Especially when you're trying to do a coherent story that crosses six decades. Yeah. 
in like all right, each issue is a different decade. There's a lot of time that happens in between. Sure. So they try to do a little bit of fill in of like, hey, well, yeah, you know, a couple of years ago this happened, remember? And now we're going to go like still talk now and everything. It was it was a creative way that they did that though that I'm okay with. Well, it yeah. was it must have done well because they did it with the Fantastic Four. Or they're currently doing it with or, the Fantastic yeah, Four. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. They it started out in nineteen they did when he debuted at uh nineteen sixty two. He was fifteen years old, then they spanned fifty seven years. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was really cool. I thought it was a novel idea. Like, oh, we'll actually age them up and each decade actually, and everything. It was a graphic and novel. And it was pretty cool. So, Alora, what is the last one on your list? Actually, this was the first one, but I went out of order. Um, I chose uh, I chose the Spectacular Spider-Man Treasury Edition as my favorite favorite Spider-Man story. Pretty much of all time, because it's also possibly the first Spider-Man story I ever read. When I was a little kid, my dad and I went to a flea market, and I saw this book, and I was like, that's really cool, Dad. Can I have that? And he goes, how much for the table? And we got a whole table. It had Spider-Man 2099. It had a bunch of other issues and some different random stuff and this treasury collector's edition. And we got all for 20 bucks, and I was like, that's awesome. And this is a collection of three stories. It's got the Sinister Six, their first appearance, the Lizard and Molten Man, and some other thrown-in stuff. And it's really cool to me, too, because it's oversized, and every... That's not oversized. That's overly oversized. Yep, it's huge. Yeah. And, like, sometimes it's hard to find this all together because each of the pages where he fights the Sinister Six member the first time is a... I'm trying to find one. There we go. It's like a pinup. Oh, sure. So it's a really... It's the full page. Yeah. So a lot of people would like tear it apart and hang it on their wall. A lot of people would tear it apart and hang it on their wall. And like, so not many people had this all bound together still. And I I really enjoyed as I was going through number one, like Spider-Man fought each of these villains one by villains, one by one. And they also kind of made it a treasure map. Like, each villain had a clue that he needed in order to get on to the next villain to save Aunt May and... The Sinister uh, Scavenger Hunt. Yeah, that is it. Oh, man, we should do that sometime. We need to do something for the store in the summer, have a Sinister Scavenger Hunt. But yeah, oh, uh, another thing, if anyone's following my Facebook, which I think y'all aren't, because I asked for you listeners and Facebook friends to also comment on your favorite stories, and no one did. Thanks, guys. But... So I posted a picture, uh, a thing from, uh, sorry, I'm going to get there, a panel from this issue where Aunt May has been kidnapped by the Sinister Six, and that's part of why Spider-Man's even fighting them, because he's got to save Aunt May and Betty Brant. And the whole time, they're like, who are you, old lady? What's your deal? And she's like, I'm Peter Parker's aunt. She doesn't even, like, give her name or give herself an identity. I'm not May Parker. I'm not... The husband of Ben. I am Aunt May. Yep. <laughs> I'm everybody's aunt. Yep. She just keeps saying that. And she's like all infatuated with Dr. Octopus like right away. She's like, oh, who's that lovely man over there? He's so polite. Blah, blah, blah. And I, I love how that's the first time this happens. And now this week in Amazing Spider-Man 80 Beyond, Aunt May recruits Dr. Octopus again to try to help Peter. And I guess that just emphasizes again i'm aunt may i'm peter parker's aunt i'm not anything else that's all i care about 
All I need Doc Ock for is to save my my nephew. Right. Does she know he's Spider-Man? No. no. Right no. now? Okay. I don't think so. Nope. Uh, all right, so let's jump into books of this week. Laura, what was the first book that stood out to you this week? <laughs> um, Amazing Spider-Man 80. Amazing. That B-E. Yep. I love the the tagline on the beginning, too. The hottest couple in comics is back together. Ant-Man, Dr. Octopus. <laughs> and this also refers a lot to that superior octopus and superior Spider-Man arc. Like, Doc Ock definitely keeps saying, I'm superior. Like, that's his favorite word. Other than, like, dolt and... The die is cast yeah. and superior. He loves all those things. Like, that was one thing that really irritated me when he did the body swap. Like, he still talked like Dr. Octopus and nobody noticed. Like, all you people <laughs> were so screwed up. You so-called friends of Peter Parker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, this issue. Yeah. Um, It's kind of a scavenger hunt, too. Like, Aunt May talks to Dr. Octopus and he... Tells her that the key ingredients he needs to try and figure out what's wrong with Peter are, like, samples of the people he fought with. And so they break into where the, like, I guess it's a prison cell. I I read it kind of fast and I was really tired, so I don't really know what happened. But they, they broke into where these evildoers are being held captive. I already forgot their names. It was, like, Vapor and... Yeah, I didn't even know they were characters at first, because, oh, by the way, I kind of lost issue 75, so I don't know. (laughs) I haven't read what this is referring to completely. (laughs) I will find it. And you call yourself a Spider-Man fan. I have every issue all around it. I probably set it aside to Mm -hmm. make sure that I'd read it, Mm -hmm. or I might have given it to Alex and he Mm -hmm. might have put it back on the shelf. I don't know. but I don't think so. No, not not this time. Do you even like Spider-Man? Hey, I have a ring upstairs. <laughs> I have a lot of proof. Have, have yeah. you seen the Spider-Man room? <laughs> yeah, I, I just run out of time. I focused on different things. I didn't new, know I was going to talk Spider-Man. You got a new job. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. I uh, do a lot of things. The one thing I really liked with this issue, at one point, Aunt May is like, you know, he has great, you know, fashion sense for his decor all around here, except for his haircut. Like, he still has that bowl <laughs> cut. Terrible. Yeah. He's like, how, how do you have such great decorative taste except for this that kind of reminds me too did you know what the weird flower thing he gave her was nope okay i assume that's going to come into play later it felt like it was important for some reason who knows i assume it's a tracking device it's doc ock anything's possible well yeah that's spider-man 80.be adrian what's thought of you this week uh inferno i'm number 523 that's number three folks number three uh, dyslexia. Oh, at first I thought it was 523. Oh, no, no, no. That's, that's why I want to clarify that it was three. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Inferno issue three, uh, I, I, it's, it's, it's the thing I keep saying all the time when the next issue comes out. Um, and what I said at the beginning of issue one of Inferno, the shoe is about to drop. The thing that we've been waiting for for the last couple of years for, to happen to Mutant Dumb. It's here, and it is happening. Um, it's happening. That's a quote from something. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> They're back. They, we're, we're getting some resolution with the, can I tell who she is? Yeah. With with, with Moira. So uh, the fact that she isn't supposed to be here, she is supposed to be here. Wait, is that um, Moira Professor 
Yeah. Ex's daughter? No, girlfriend. girlfriend. The girlfriend. Girlfriend. Okay. Girlfriend. The, the one Scottish. That, sorry, sorry her, I'm not reading X Men and I'm. Her mutant power. She's piecing it together. The animated series. Her mutant power, uh, because she's been human up until two, three years ago, as far as we knew, is reincarnation. So mm. she lives a life. She dies. She comes back. She tries, but she remembers everything. And it's not a reincarnation like, I died today, I come back tomorrow. It's, oh, yeah. I died today, I, I go, go back, back to my birth. Mm-hmm. And I oh. still remember everything that I did up to that point as well. So it's, she's resetting timelines, basically, is what's going on. So, like, in one timeline, she tried to figure out to... She she joined forces with Apocalypse, and that didn't go mm. well. One time she joined Magneto. One time she, you know, just... Um, and so oh, this whole storyline, this whole... For the last couple of years, it's really kind of her doing. She was the catalyst that that brought Xavier and, and Magneto together, and things just were going well. Uh, they put themselves all on an island, which of course never goes well, except this time it seems to be okay. And then a planet, and then a planet, and a pirate ship, and a yes, and a pirate ship, <laughs> and they they're turning the world on its head. Um, and I've said this before, I feel like they've kind of become the villain uh, uh, of Earth um, just because they've they've forced their own stuff onto the world. Um, yeah. Uh, and, 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 and so something was going to happen. And this is Hickman again, who wrote House and Powers. And um, yeah, I, I can't wait for the next two issues, two, three. It's a it's a mini. It's either five or a six issue series. <laughs> it's a five or a six issue series. Um, it's back to the same artwork from from uh, House and Powers, which I really like that artwork. Um, just solid. It's been a solid story. I can't wait to see what happens. I agree with your set. Uh, how the the first part was Dawn of X, and now we're in the Reign of X, and getting ready for the, this is the, the beginning of the fall, of the, the X. fall of X, or whatever they're going to call it. Which would make perfect sense. Uh, what I would recommend, if you have not read any of the X-Men stuff at all, and you're like, oh, that sounds interesting, read the trade House and Powers of X first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can continue to read the trades volumes that are after that. However, you can just skip that and go straight to Inferno, because that's the next main part of the story. Like Everything else is like a filler in between, but you can definitely get by with going from there to this and be, all, for all intents and purposes, good. You don't necessarily. You can read the stuff, but it's not critical. To I would where say you still need the Marauders Volume One, the X Men Volume One, and then you can go here but, because they do establish a lot of stuff that we need to understand. Why uh, what's her face is so important to Mystique? I think we do need to have certain things, but I think with I, I think you, it's passable though. You could go from House and Powers directly to Inferno, and with for the most part, be pretty good to go. And I, I'm going to say this is one of my picks of the week as well. I'm double dipping with this one and another book we'll talk about later. But yeah, this is the Jonathan Hickman at his finest, where he is doing this mm-hmm. big story event. Um, he has done different runs on the X-Men and a couple other of the X-Men books within that realm. But those were those definitely felt like filler compared to this. Sword wasn't his, was it? Uh, sword might have been his. I'm not sure, but yeah, Hellfire, Hellfire Gala was good. I think the Trial of Magneto will be good, but I don't. Yeah, I don't. As far as I don't think they as far impact, as X Men books, I think we. Yeah, I think just do with the main things, the main yep. big events of 
House and Powers, definite. Must must read House and Powers. And everything between is, for the most part, good. It is. I, but I know you, you've enjoyed Marauders. If you want to read this in right part. now and get caught up on it now, yes. you can totally get away with skipping it and going back to it later if you want to. That I will agree with. So, Jared, what is your pick of the week? Or one of the picks of the week? One of them? We're doing two? We're, we'll do two, sure. Okay. All right. Um, mine was uh, Star Wars 19. This kind of picks up after... Uh, the bounty hunter stuff, which was okay. It wasn't bad. Um, Luke is kind of going off to search for more Jedi. He basically goes to all of these different planets where all the Jedi have been. He goes to Lothal where, um, you know, the rebels, Kanan and Ezra were from the rebel show. Uh, He's going to try to find Jedi. So, that's basically the premise of the story. I don't want to give any spoilers away or anything like that. This takes place between Empire and Return of the Jedi? Yes. So he won't find them. So, no. <laughs> spoilers. No, he won't, but... There is a good cliffhanger with yeah, what he does it's find. it's kind of a good filler for his ongoing training and everything like that. So I liked it. They He meets new characters, you know, talks to some stormtroopers, you know. Was it you and I that talked about the one time where we thought it would be a really good idea to get Kanan or Ezra to train Luke between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back? Was that with you, that conversation with you? I don't think it was with me, but I've had that thought, too. We, we Yeah. Whoever I was talking to, we were like, well, oh, that'd be a good idea to you know, have it. Right. Well, he got blown up. It was during the show's not yet. Like peak. It was yeah. like the third season or something. And it was like, oh, that'd be a really good way, you know, he's kind of a Jedi and, you know, and so then you can train Luke using one of these characters and you could write us. And then they're like, nope. All right, fine. <laughs> so okay. I thought it was a good idea. All right. And Laura, what else did you pick? Um, Not really anything. I did read Dark, or sorry, Devil's Reign. We're, we're the code name for Devil's Reign is Dark Reign because we keep saying the wrong thing. I mean, it's kind yeah. of the same, kind of. <laughs> If Norman Osborn was Wilson the Fisk. The Kingpin, yeah, yeah, right. pretty much. Yeah. yeah, and I didn't know who this butch guy is, who's the new Kingpin. I, I, I'm very lost, because yeah, the, the last time I read Daredevil, he was in jail. Yeah, yeah. The, it's, but not that. it's been a mess. Uh, and I asked you what your pick was, because that was my pick of the week also. Mine and Mark's pick of the week, actually, in the store was Devil's Reign, number one of six, because the cover actually says how many there are. Unlike some other books that doesn't say how many it's out of. Oh, I thought you were going to say that's like the only reason it's your pick. No, I'm we just it, like the, no, I the know labeling. I know it's one of six because <laughs> the cover says it's one of six. Unlike well, Inferno, which just says number three. Do you not remember Captain America Reborn? Oh, I know. I don't. I know. How many times was he reborn? <laughs> well, no. The problem was it said issue four or five. Issue five of six. Really? Wait, wait, what? Wait, wait. I have that's some Spider Girl issues like that too. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> with this one, if you have been reading Daredevil, you'll fit right in you'll know what's going on with daredevil and everything what if i haven't been reading if you have been reading daredevil they are fine they do a pretty good job of like it's they sum up what's happened it's very easy to follow yeah what if i want to go back and read some of it then you should except we can't get volume one in stock right now (laughs) and then you're fine with just this then right (laughs) we're all fine now Uh, here this has some great captain america stuff in it too i liked the captain america bits yeah 
but it has yes kingpin wilson fisk formerly or the artist formerly known as the kingpin because he's apparently given up being the kingpin he's gone straight where he's just a politician because yeah hey. going politician means you're not dirty anymore sure okay uh but yeah wilson fisk is the kingpin of may or the mayordom of new york and they set up a new civil war bill basically where yeah. if you're a hero it doesn't matter you're illegal that's just the way it is you either register with us or we're i've been called that before it's okay did they even ask them to register though no, i thought they just they said didn't. you can't use oh, your they just said you can't well, use your powers but they or did arrested. i mean it showed them deputizing slash registering other people villains. right the thunderbolts doc yeah, Ock, it, stuff right. like that so it it's showed... basically he's bringing back the somewhat dark avengers in right. a sense where they're just under the guise of the Thunderbolts, where they have badges right. because they're official New York police enforcer supers of sorts. Right. Yeah, I find it ironic how, yeah, you just get this badge and that makes it okay. And there was some reference in there to Doc Ock. They're like, oh, we didn't think you'd ever work for the Kingpin. And I was like, did you never watch the 95 series? Like, <laughs> I bet they didn't because yeah. <laughs> they, didn't they lived it. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it's a really cool story where it is – like we talked about before, it is very reminiscent of Civil War, where we have the heroes that are on the run, except there is no heroes on the run versus heroes that are chasing them. It's like heroes on it's, the run. It's heroes on the run versus the villains that are deputized and chasing after them. Yeah. Heroes yep. But it's run. got it's got a lot of content in mm-hmm. it, and it flows very well. Mm-hmm. I will say that I actually think it flows better than Civil War did. I want to know yeah. what he's so. doing here on the last like. Is he doing what I think he's doing? It looks he's like that. He's making wine. I... <laughs> you stomp the grapes uh, to make them good wine. So, yeah, we're not going to say what's going on because that's a major spoiler. Yeah, that's, that's a spoiler. spoiler. I, I, okay. Should we not tell people to see that the, 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 it shouldn't be a surprise when Batman shows up? Uh, what about Captain America? Quiet. <laughs> when Captain America shows up, you know, on the cover. Uh, yeah, I see that there are alternate covers, too. I didn't realize. Yes. Oh, I did like the Scotty Young one. Uh, but yeah, Devil's Reign number one, Dark Reign. Um, it Civil is War. a better version of Civil War two. I oh, will agree one hundred percent. I was that. about to be like, wait, Civil War. Oh, you said two. Yeah, yeah. I, I we're knew. only one issue in, and I agree a hundred percent with that. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, uh, I will give Civil War issue, Civil War two issue one. I thought it was like okay, yeah. we're gonna get a really same here unique story. That works well. And it just fell flat. I could not have been more wrong. You you had to say the issue one because this is only issue one also. (laughs) I hope we're we're not eating our words again on that one. But what they've set up on this, I mean, even if it... It's Sadarsky. If it doesn't pay off 100% of what we're expecting or anything like that right now, it's still going to be a good story. Right. This is Civil War New York City edition, which let's be honest, that's basically what Civil War was. Like outside of New York, no one really cared. Wasn't there something going on in the desert, though? Maybe that was a what-if in the Civil War thing. Uh, that sure. was, if you're thinking about the uh, battle world? Maybe. Maybe that was it. <clears throat> Who so, wrote Civil War Two? I think it was Bendis. Oh, good. It was. I think it was, too. Oh, this good. is Sidarsky, so. <laughs> yeah. so, yeah. All right, and Adrian, what is your pick of the week? Uh, I'm going to disagree with you immensely with uh, Dark Knights of Steel. Uh, we talked about it earlier, and you said you was. Eh. I didn't say it was bad. I just said I wasn't in love with it like it was the first issue. I thought it Jared? did a really good job of continuing on a really great issue one. Jared, did, <laughs> Jared you didn't have a chance to read like it? it. I didn't read it. Oh, you didn't read it. Yeah, me neither. Sorry. I think we got a really great setup, a really good, unique story. 
uh, in issue one, where are we allowed to talk about now? Yeah, issue one. Yeah, I thought it was kind of compelling that he had the bastard son, Bruce Wayne, Batman. Um, he's the half brother. He's of the half brother of Kal El, and now Bruce is the only one who knows this. Which I would argue that with Superman's super hearing, like they've already established in main continuity that Kal El really? has super hearing continuity into. I'm just a, saying, Kal El has super hearing. How did he not hear that? <laughs> Selective hearing. <laughs> was he talking about food just a little bit ago? Because he could have been focused on that. And who's who's to say he isn't? He didn't hear it. Right? It's true. He's he, he could just, just be playing it, it off, or just be playing it off right now. Right, because we already saw how this issue ended. Yeah. There's some anger issues. So, uh, no, I think, I think, now, am I worried that it's a 12 issue book? Yes. That's a lot. Because DC is, DC, if you're listening, I'm, I'm talking right to you. You don't do a good job of giving us all 12 issues in a good enough timeline. However, this is being written by Tom Taylor, who has oh, a good reputation. Yeah. Of he does his, have a good reputation. Of yes, keeping he does. his record and everything. I have faith in Taylor. I don't have faith in DC. That's why I read Superman, Son of kal because it's written by Taylor. It's not written, not And uh, it's been DC. on schedule for the, the whole time. Well, it's been a great story, too. And I hate Superman, but I'm willing to read that one. Yep. Anyway. What was the one that we always complain about? Doomsday Clock. It took like four years. Yeah, that one took oh, 12 issues. Yeah, that was. And there wasn't much pay Monthly. That. By monthly. It wasn't a bad story Quartuple if you read it monthly. in collected edition. But um, anyway. Moving on. One, one thing I realized about this one is you see the. Other characters in the DC universe oh, yeah. of that in Middle Ages style, like Middle yeah. Age The Flash, Middle Age Shark. Aquaman really threw me because he looks very fishy. And King Shark, which looks the same. <laughs> it's like everyone is, you know, that that style, whatever. And he's like, no, he's still just a giant nope. shark, dude. Nope. Like, it, it is what it is. But yeah, Aquaman's fishy. Almost looks like he's trying to flip him off, but he's got super webbed hands. Um, the detective uh, ape or chimp, detective chimp is there, which is fun to see and he's like you know she's right shut, shut up, up monkey like it was just ridiculous but fun to see all these other characters in there it looks like blue beetle maybe even is in there um yeah oh uh, that's who that is okay i think that's who that's supposed to be the, the guy with the horns i don't know who the winged person is supposed to be i'm assuming a hawk person or hawk man or hawk woman beast beast boy maybe even i don't know jared you know dc better than i do here, I'll hand it right to you. I do like <laughs> that they're keeping the Green Lantern character kind of mysterious. Is that supposed to be Hawkman, maybe? I think uh, <laughs> I think the first one is not Blue Beetle. I think it's Blue Devil. Oh, Blue Devil. Okay, uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, um, sure. All those blue people. Blue. There's horns. The yeah, winged one. Dabby D. Dabby D. One has so it'd be Beast Boy. It's it's Shadow. It's, it's hard to tell, right? Yeah, I don't know, but I would say that's Blue Devil more than okay. Blue Beetle. That makes sense. Either way, it's cool to see more of the uh, these characters exist, but we're not bringing them to the forefront because there's only so much we can do with right. the story. Right. But it's still kind of cool that they're in that universe. Right. Well, and they give the one line of like why they're down there. And who's to say that we won't eventually get spinoffs of okay, here's this version, here's that version, whatever. It better be good. Or jailbreak. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, th- those are our picks of the week for this week, folks. We're yep, going one to one more. One more. One more. 
Uh, yeah, I would do it really time. quick. Batman 118 was really good. Uh, follow up to Fear State, prelude to the next story, which includes Batman Incorporated. Done. All right, there's your third. Okay. Because we are running a little long yeah. today. No way. So, uh, Saga. Admittedly, though, it might be okay because there was a lot of action in this trade in, in, in Volume 7. So, we can skip over a lot because it's like just them They're fighting, fighting like, a lot. One of the things that I, I really enjoyed was kind of the reminiscence that we got for both Alana and Marco. There, There's... There are things that are happening throughout the book that's like, oh, right, you're not going to do that because of your past that we mm-hmm. already know about. Oh, right, you should know how to field dress a rifle, even though you can't remember, you know, how to change a diaper or whatever it was that she said. Right. Alana was like, it's crazy. I still know how to. I, I knew that blindfolded. Like, right. I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't remember math, but yeah. So who can this time instead of doing like each page, you know, like we normally do, yeah. let's do broad strokes here. Uh, the first issue, we introduced a whole new meerkat people race, almost like it's a weird. It's a different planet because their uh, ship is basically stalling out. All because it. it's not a planet. It's an asteroid. It's, an, it's a comet. Or a comet. This one's a comet. Oh, that's comet. right. That's right. This they one's need, the comet. They're out of gas. Yeah. So they stop on this warring planet, which, or planet, this warring Comet. Comet that you find out is the, well, well, that I mentioned in the past, the slave girl whose name is Sophie. Yes. This is her home world quote. Mm -hmm. This is her home planet. Which we do get an explanation that the main export of this planet isn't the fuel that it's rich of, but rather, and it says uh, their main export is refugees. Mm -hmm. Refugees slash slaves. Yeah, I liked how the panel that they showed too. Slave girl is in that picture. It shows they're... them selling her. <laughs> yeah, it's like. Uh, Did I miss that? I think it was page. Well, it's sixteen in the app. I don't. I think. I'm trying to find it myself. I don't remember if that I was this volume or the pre- previous volume. But yeah, oh, maybe it was. Oh, that's. that's... I remember seeing. Yeah, you know, they're talking about this location. Is the best way to put it. Of yeah, mm-hmm. it shows her getting sold off. Ah. Are we saying Here's that's the her? Panel. I think it looks like her. It's I the mean, guy how many, who. Yeah. Oh, I guess she's wearing the like dude. the same yeah, clothes. All right, all right. So yeah, I mean, it's cool I to see it was a cool that like coming full circle of like, oh, that's well, what, and we haven't seen a lot of these other places where this war is going on between the 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 winged and the horned. Mm-hmm. They they talk about it like, oh, they don't they don't fight on their own home worlds, right? This is all happening somewhere else, and this one actually makes sense because it's like. It's full of resources. Right. Yeah. It's right. not just a random planet X because, all right, we're going to determine we're going to fight there. It's like, no, there was at one point a strategic value to that location. Well, and there still would be because comets come back, you know, all around. Right. Right. But it has to be a large comet, too, because they do do a time jump after they land to where um, Alana is more pregnant. Than what she was in the previous pages. Oh, right. Yeah, I think they so said had, six it, months or so. So the warring parties have not found them yet. So it has to be a large enough planet to where, or Planetoid. comet to where, sure. you know. There's some anonymity still. Exactly. It's not just a. Hey, there's this know, rocket landing. Well, What's right. going on there? It can be in the middle of nowhere. It's a shooting star. Okay. This is the first time where I really chuckled when Isabel tried to scare the, the, the with, meerkats with oh, her yeah. morphine. I'm like, really? 
that's that's where we're going with this. <laughs> yeah. All right. Also, we find the significance of her shirt that she is wearing too. The the band. It is the band that that's she's been gone for a long time. Right, and that was the la- that was what she was wearing. The she saw the band the day before she died, mm-hmm. and that's why she's like, "No, I'm going to still stick this form because this is the, my last living moments." As this, yes, I can transform into anything. I can show my whole body if I want to. Right, but this is who I am when I died. This is who I am now. There was something about this section of saga. There was something. So every author, every director is trying to tell people something in their media, right? Uh, People argue and debate all the time about uh, Alfred Hitchcock and what he was trying to say and do in all of his movies, right? There is a message here, and I'm trying to figure it out. The other ones, we had the adventure, but this one, I don't know, there was something more... In these seven issues, six, six issues, that came across kind of like the heist, the novel that they're reading, right? So, what's his face wrote this romance novel, and I think this is the first time, for me anyway, that I kind of understood what they read in their novel because we've said this is a romance novel, it's a romance graphic novel. It's super cheesy, um, but whatever they got out of the heist, the book they're reading, I think this is where we're getting, for us, whatever that message is. And I'm still trying to figure it out. Well, and for me, this this volume is when Saga turns from a good book to, for me, into a great book. Because, yes, we've seen you know, character development, whatever. This whole issue, or volume seven, is all about loss of one way, loss and death. Because in the second issue, we see the death of the ghost. Like, of. Se- really? Second issue? Oh, yeah. Second well, issue in, yeah. This in, this vo- in this volume. Second issue in this volume, yep. right. you see the death of Isabel. Right. Where, Which was and you might say, shocking. oh, she's a I ghost. Was, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't a large battle or anything mm-hmm. like that. It happens very abruptly. And I love you know? the way she dies. I'm not going to lie. Too. Because she's like, you know what? Screw you. I am protecting the people. That have shown me a better life after yeah. life. People after she's come that. to care about and love and <laughs> right. become be considered family. So, like, and that was like one of the oh, I remember in the English, she's like, wait, what, <laughs> what? Yeah, that can't be right. And next issue, like, no, oh, no, yeah, she she's dead. She's dead, dead now. She's not just a ghost now. She is. She's gone. She's gone. And well, it wasn't. So we've seen her kind of like explode before. Right, but, but that was, was more of her doing to scare creatures or anything like that. But it's the next page. It's Hazel that where it's, it's like, Hazel's felt her presence completely leave. Right, like, like oh, she's gone, right. like heartbreaking. Like mm-hmm. you can feel like she knows. Which they warned, like, hey, if something ever happens to her, you know, it's gonna be bad for Hazel. We don't, right. we didn't know what. Right, and we kind of still don't know, other than like she, you can tell she's in pain. We don't know necessarily the extent of the pain, like sure. what is the long term effect of this or anything. But we do see that. Right. And and this is one of the things that I know I've mentioned a couple episodes ago. We get something. Then Kayvon is like, we're not going to talk about that for, you know, quite a few issues. And then we're going to bring it back. So, yes. Oh, I remember when I turned that page. Oh, right. They gave us a warning that if something were to happen, something's going to happen. Right. Right. <laughs> right. 
I mean, it's the old adage of when it comes to movies, if in act one, you introduce a gun by act three, you have to fire that gun. This is him firing the gun that he set up. Like he introduced it of like, Hey, you mean that gun? Yeah, that yeah. One, exactly. I was going to say next page. But it's, they introduced <laughs> like, Hey, if this happens, then something bad's going to happen. They introduced that a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And here's the payoff for that. Like, Oh yeah, they said this would, would lead to that. And it is an intentional breadcrumb, not a whisper that will let someone else figure out what it means later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this was purely intentional. And then we get to see uh, the, a first kiss. We see oh, Hazel's yeah. first kiss, which was with one of the mole people. The whatever. lemurs. Meerkats. Meerkat. Meerkat. Yeah. Raccoon. Lem- Just kind of depends what angle they're yeah. lo- you're looking at them from. Um, and Meerkats. The, the issue ended with my favorite line from this issue. I always wanted to see how these freaks drink. Like, when the TV head, like, oh, well, oh, the TV yeah. head guy's like, hey, hand me my drink. And like, oh, he died too fast. I I was just curious, how do they eat? How do they drink when their whole head is a TV? Do they have a mouth in their neck? How, how does that work? And it was just, I was like, that's a nice little bit of comedy there mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah, but it, the one who said that is the same one that killed Isabella. That is correct. Yes, that killed the ghost. Um, so. The next big thing that jumped out to anybody else? You know, it was for, a, I think the next issue was a little like, okay. Oh, the planet, the baby planet head thing. Well, what stood out to me, though, that was, was it Gwen deal, dueling deals with the uh, wings. Like, she, she's a horn, and she's dealing a, a side deal with the wings. Like, what's going on here? Uh, yeah. yes, yes, she's a bounty hunter, but that's still crossing some lines mm-hmm. that, that it shows to me that the war isn't what all everyone's Obviously, what everyone's saying is like it's always the moons versus the the planets. It's we like, always no. knew that though, but I think I see what you mean. Like this is a more overt. We're getting like, something else. Yeah. Here's, all right. here's two opposite sides working together for one thing or another. Like it's a side deal. Like oh, well, we're gonna keep warring. Well, but because here. they both know that whatever the war is hiding, will if it's found out through Alana and Marco, it'll be devastating for both. Right. But it's interesting to see both sides like, okay, well, you're my enemy, but they're my bigger enemy. So we can, we can work together temporarily to keep our goals of fighting each other aligned. And it just, it's just an odd thing that they threw in there. Like, what what's going on with this? Why are they dealing a deal with each other? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the next thing for me was uh, their newest companion, the one that kind of escaped the jail for, with them. Uh, she's out there. Pronounce with- her name. I cannot remember it. It's like oh. a silent Z with a yeah. J in the middle. Oh, I always thought it was pa- Patrolic or something. Sure. But sure. I'll, I'll go yeah, with we'll that. go with that. Patrolian. But their newest companion. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's actually out looking for Isabel because they don't actually know what happened to her yet. And she comes across this talking mushroom. Yeah. The, the fungus. Yeah, the fungus. Yeah. And says... he's basically, you know, talking to her. And uh, they're talking about what's coming and everything like that. And she asked the mushroom, what is coming? And the mushroom says, uh, actually, the real question is, where are we going? Right. Because they, at this point, they've realized right. that the the soldiers are retreating. And not because they are outnumbered. They're outnumbering the other enemy 10 to 1. Mm-hmm. But they are falling back. They're like, right. oh, something's about to go down. Reason, because they're coming up to a giant space baby. A time suck, I think is what they call it. Yeah. No, that's what. Oh, yeah. That's, because the, that's the name the, of the creature that hashed well, out an egg. That's what, yeah. And uh, again, I've said this before, Fiona Staples, I, there's something going on in her head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because that's... Like, who, uh, I mean, it, it's a baby, baby life form, so... Babies are evil. That's yeah. what's going on. They suck away life forces. <laughs> so. No, this is like a zombie 
which it's like a planet, like four, five, seven planets large. It's a it's... baby Galactus. Okay, I'll go with that. Right. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, kind Was of pans to the next uh, next issue. Um, Prince Robot's acting a little weird. Dude, Prince Robot is high you, out of yeah, his mind. He is. I was gonna say, way way out of his weird. Yeah, he's yeah. high. He's got uh, lust for Alana. Um, who he projects on his face screen every now and then. He's got, Hi. He, um, has, he has a terrible poker face, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. But uh, at the end of the issue, dream. it's he's holding his handgun, gun hand thing to he's his suicidal. own head. His Mega Man cannon. Yeah. Yep. His Mega Man cannon is he- pointed at his own head. I never liked him less than I did right there at the end when he's talking about, please tell my son how. Please help him be a better man than I was. Right. It's like. Dude, you did the thing. That's your job. Do your job. That's your job. Uh, Then we get a reunion between Gwendolyn and the Will, or the William, or the Phil, as what Adrian called him, because he is... A jerk. You can call me a jerk. It's okay. Gained a lot of weight. Yeah, when I heard you say that before, the Will Yum, I thought you just meant like, yummy, everything tastes good. The Will Yum. Nope, he's gotten fuller, so he's not short-named. It's the full name at that point. That makes more sense now, but... Uh, and Sophie and Lion Cat, like, no, we're staying with Gwen. I still like Lion Cat. Oh, There's she's just the something about Lion Cat. Yeah. Like... Yep. But, uh, uh, Prin- they do disarm Prince Robot and everything's kind of good on that end. For the most part. For the most part. But the two-headed creature char- character that, uh, Bounty Hunter. Bounty Hunter that killed Isabella catches up to them and he's holding one of the meerkats hostage. Her first kiss. Uh, yeah. The... Um, Hazel's first kiss, and Al- Alana's got a gun pointed at him. But they kind of have a scuffle, and the gun gets away. Well, and Hazel uses magic. magic. She, yeah, she Hazel uses... uses magic to kind of pop uh, bugs which they around teased, him. They teased, they teased earlier, earlier. Yeah, which I like that. Like, uh, that was a quick payoff of like, oh, yeah. She obviously knows magic. You know, destroying bugs. Like, hey, quit being cruel to animals. Yeah, and then she. I'm not sure if she's popping bugs or just creating explosions. Well, I in think it was, uh, was popping bugs. No, I'm saying this part. This that's what, part. Oh, okay. well, I could. I think she's popping bugs because that's what she did last time. She was exploding the bugs, right? Or was she? So, and it's hard to tell if she was exploding bugs or just right, causing explosions it, it, right. that were inside the bugs. Right. That's just the way I interpret it. But uh, yeah, it seems like Marco has turned his uh, pacifist self off because this two-headed bounty hunter is threatening his wife, his pregnant wife, and his child, and all of their new companions. And, he turned yeah, it up. Not, you, I don't well, know, man. He well, he. i always. He was not laying down arms anymore. He's like, all right, yeah. I'm, I need to kill this you. Is now. Game over. Yep. Like, um, and he did not mess around. That no. dude is dead. Oh, he, he is did. not coming back in the next issue. There's no question. <laughs> all right, and then the final issue of this volume. Uh, they uh, get... It's time to take off, folks. It's time to leave the asteroid. They find out what's coming to them. The oh, whole yeah, time right. suck and everything. We need to get off this asteroid now. And come on, you little meerkat people. Come along with us because you're going to die. Yep. And they don't. They don't. They choose to not. Yep. They, they said, no, we've, you know, we've come by these things before. Uh, but... You know, we've survived that. This is mm-hmm. this, this too shall pass. We'll be fine. And like, no, seriously, you're going to die. And for me, this was the the most heartache of the series because they sucked in with the blackness. Mm-hmm. And page after page 
of just pure nothingness in the book. It's not a typo. It's not anything. And there's no ad at the end of the book like the previous volumes have had. Like, oh, you just check these other volumes. Oh, yeah, right. It just goes straight to black, and mm-hmm. that's it. We're done. So there is no saving you. You're dead, dead. And for me, that was the the one page after another, turning the one they were in the single issues. Like, but there's gonna be more, right? 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 Yeah, I no. think that Mm-mm. this was not good for me because I read on the app. So I was just like, oh, why isn't this page loaded? Why isn't this page loaded? Oh, like, I wish sure. I'd had the physical book to be yeah. like, nope, there's more. I can feel this. I can feel in my hands. Yeah. These and, pages are not getting lighter. Yeah. And for me, that's this is the, oh, that's that's not good. In between that and during the takeoff, Alana has a tumble and there's no heartbeat with her pregnant child anymore. So like, oh. I think this volume is death comes in all shapes and forms at any yeah. time. Like, yep. you know. Uh, Deadpool dog gets shot in the head in the last issue. Yep. But Good I couldn't boy. tell if sweet that boy. was. Sweet boy. Yeah, sweet, sweet boy. Dog. But I couldn't tell if that was a uh, <laughs> flashback of some kind because I thought the stalk was there. Uh, that was hallucination stuff. Hallucination. Okay. She was hallucinating again. Okay. Yeah, so that hit, the wheels keeps throwing me off with like, okay, is this a memory? Is it current? Is it real? Is what's it real? What's hallucinating? Not. And they don't really like. If it's a hallucination, you, you're kind of experiencing that with him because you don't know what's real right. sometimes. Yeah, you need to watch his waistline to know the timeline. Yeah. <laughs> no, Phil actually kind of keeps throwing me because, especially in this iteration, in this volume, what was the point? Why was that even thrown anywhere? And Like, he didn't move the story along, right? Mm-mm. But he survived this long. So, obviously, you know... Brian's going to do something interesting here. Well, We're on a first name basis. I, I think that is him showing like, no, he has hit rock bottom. He has no allies left at all. Like the, the will has lost everybody. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's not even the will anymore. Sure. He lost why? his agent status. Oh, that's right. He got fired. <laughs> he got, he got fired from his agent and the whole uh, bounty hunter guild said, no, we're revoking your license. Like and you his Lance didn't work too. Because that was point. part of his, yeah. That's part of his license. Yep. It was a, a guild weapon that they turned off remotely. Right. So I think that's Wait, showing... what's her face has it? No, he has it. No, he still has it. Gwendolyn had it too? at one point. Then when he was in the coma, he had it back then. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's right. Because she can do magic. That's she right. doesn't need the lance. She can do magic. And it's showing his downfall. Like, okay, now he needs to redeem himself in his own eyes and Sophie's eyes and Gwendolyn's eyes. Like he needs to step up, pick up the pieces, go back to being the bounty hunter awesomeness. Sure. That is the will. He's had his fill. (laughs) Right. So uh, it just. Sure. But why? But why what? Why why is he in the story? I I think. Don't worry. You'll see it. Yeah. No, I know. But that's what I'm getting at. It's like. Because remember this whole volume. This whole volume had nothing to do with the reporters also. Mm-hmm. Which I liked because I, I don't like that they tell me what I already know. Because their story isn't necessary right now. I know. But Will's and last is. Time. And yeah. it will come together. Will, Will? Yes. Will, Will. Where, oh, this is why that does that and he does this and whatever. I'm just annoyed with Phil right now. No, you're supposed to. You're supposed to hate him. He is a loser, awful guy. You're supposed to not like him. And they're doing a job. Supposed to feel a little sad for him, like. <sighs> Are you though? I mean, well, he he didn't do I his job in the long term of everything. All this like stuff is he lost his girlfriend, his the, right? But he lost his girlfriend, but, the stalk. Uh, he that, went yes. to find he 
uh, kind of went to find out like what happened almost, and then he. But he was already broken up with her. Did some of it happen because he was high though too? Yes, got addicted to the drugs, and then that kind of snowballed from there. I'm not sure on the timeline on that, but I'm pretty sure that that's part of why things went bad. But I kind of feel sorry for him at times too. See, I, I think you are supposed to hate him because why did he get on drugs? Well, he went to Planet Six Tilly. He's like, ah, someone else will get that job before I can yeah. even do it. So I'm just going to blow off the company card and do all the drugs and everything. And no. that is his downfall because he chose to not go after the hunt until but, the stock got killed. And then he's like, oh, well, now that's personal. Now I'll do my job. Well, that's You're supposed to do your job. You're supposed to do your, supposed to do your, your job. job. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that end. Yeah, that yeah. was before he got hooked on the other drugs. Because right, that yeah. was when he was with Gwendolyn and... um. When Sophie stabbed him, that's right. when they all were affected by those same drugs. So and I, he kept them with him. I mean, there is supposed to be okay. feel a little bit bad for him, but also he did a lot of this he did to, a himself. Lot to himself. Also, I agree. ultimately, he's a bounty hunter. It's his job to kill people. So yeah. for money, and I don't really feel that bad for you. Now, if you're yes. doing it for a cause because you're in a war, sure, fine. You know, ideologies, you can fight with that. But if you're doing it just for money, just for the sake of killing, I don't think that's a heroic trait. But yeah, you were mad at him for a second for not doing his job. But that was his job, was to go kill Alana and Marco. He's mad because he's not doing his job. The job itself apart, though. Right. The morality. Right. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's the morality like, Do your freaking job. Just throwing out there. Though. Yeah. Two sides of the coin. <laughs> anyway. Jared. Uh-oh. Who's <laughs> your hero of the week? Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, what? What, what about me? What? Um... You, you, we can buy a time. Okay, yeah, like. give me give me a minute. Does anyone else have their hero of the week, comic book or otherwise? I'm going with Hickman. There, you know, because Johnny, Johnny Hickman, no, Jonathan Hickman, Jonathan Hickman. Uh, I thought you were on a first name basis, like you are with Brian. No, I, I have not met Mister Hickman yet. No. Oh, when did you meet Brian Givon? Can you get him on the podcast? Just, just the other day. Oh, no, you should ask he, him to get on the podcast. Get like him you. on the <laughs> podcast. Yeah. We can leave Alex off. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, all right, Brian, you heard it. If you want to come over one day, we can. Uh, we'll just make sure Alex is here. We'll kick Alex off, and then, but you'll have to do the editing then. Yeah, so. he'll have to do the editing. <laughs> Brian will have to do the editing himself. Brian. That's what I mean. <laughs> uh, you know the the. The the vent the little vent I had earlier about you know oh we killed Superman no he's you know he's invulnerable so what do we do Doomsday now he's alive who do, now what do we do magic okay we just get these stories on and on and on and I think that's where the evolution kind of came to a head in comic books where uh, we got really good short stories you know and, and we thought about like oh well trades might be kind of the way to go. Um, with these little stories, but this Hickman has done a really good job. Even like before other people have done it, you know, Bendis and Sadarsky that have come up with this kind of unique story. And given some of us that have been reading for decades, uh, kind of a refresher into the thing that we love the most that we kind of get kind of stagnant with, you know, this is, you know, the ongoing six one six for lack of a better uh, universe number, but uh, which I know it isn't. But we have two people who have hated themselves, hated each other, really, since their existence, Charles and Magneto. And uh, now they're buddies. And we've gotten two, three years. Two or three years of solid frenemy that aren't, they're more friends than enemy anymore, fighting for the same cause. I just... 
and and we're getting a really good story with all of that. And it's and it's truly the same cause because before I mean they've been on the same team before back and forth, but okay. this time they are yes, fully invested yes. on the same cause. on the same yeah. side on yeah. the same yeah. side of the cause. Yeah, that confused me for a second too because I thought Charles and Magneto were friends in childhood, and then they became separated. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr. and oh crap, Malcolm X. One wanted violence, one wanted peaceful yeah. resolution. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they want, both wanted the same thing, uh, yeah. but it's the means of which they went about yeah. doing yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And like I said, I mean, they've flirted with Magneto with Xavier the last twenty years, let's say. But they've been like, oh, we're on the same side, but one of them's dead, but now we're together, like back and forth, but sure. eventually splitting apart. This time, like they're full, like they've moved in together and they've exchanged goods. <laughs> like they're so intertwined <laughs> right. that you can't. Right. Break them apart, right? Even Romance. when 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 House of M happened, you're here on Genosha. We're leaving you alone. You are the bad guy, but we realize that you just went through heartache when your daughter died. You know? Okay, cool. All right. Uh, my hero is going to be. Uh, oh shoot! Huh? The ghost, Isabel. 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 Oh. Like, I, I want to say Hazel, but I was like, no, uh, Isabel, because. She could have just read her like read her like oh they're over there or she could have even done a misdirect but she's like no I'm standing my ground I don't care that she did do a mis she tried to do a misdirect well I mean but not a real like it was a fake one. Oh, I don't know <laughs> right uh but she was captured and she's like yeah um they are you want know no screw you I'm not telling you anything you're like all right fine and she died again for that and. She stood her own ground with her all to no feet. And like she floated her ground. Yeah. But she, I don't know. That was the, what, like the most heroic thing of this volume. I thought was her like, no, I'm not going to route everyone like too bad. You can kill me. I don't care. I'm not. I don't know. I think Mark was up there too. Picked yeah. up the gun and took care of his family. Yeah. But I mean, he was able to shoot someone that wasn't paying attention to him versus she was like in direct line of fire, 100% attention on her. And she's like, no, I will still stand my ground and not tell. So anyway, so, she's my hero of the week. Uh, Jerry, you come up with one or we're going to go with Laura next? I, I, I can go. I'm ready. Do it. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Captain America because I really liked his stuff in Devil's Reign, not Dark Reign. Uh, I mean, Dark Reign, he was cool too. Yeah, he was cool there too, but... Uh, I really liked him in this. I don't. I don't want to say why, but uh, he's still sticking to his guns, just like he did in Civil War. Oh, you know, right. He's still he... on that same side, and he's basically you know they're outlawing everything. Yeah, we're we're not gonna care. You know, we're gonna yeah, do with the right thing because that's yeah, the right thing to do. This he's part? Captain America. Yep. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. He's Captain America, and. Uh, I we'll just stop there because I don't want to give spoilers away since it just came out today. Well, I'm gonna go with the line of I know you're just doing your job, but he just saved lives. Like that yeah. like I know you're doing your job, but I don't care. We're saving lives, yep. that's what really matters. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, I thought there was a quote about the law too. Like yeah, there if was. the law isn't moral, then you shouldn't follow the law. Something like that. I thought or it needs it was to be more changed. Like, um, there was the yeah. one that I will not bend in the wind or whatever. Like I will stand up because it's the yeah. right thing. There is a big quote about it. I don't think the that law was in is this not going to. No, that, I mean, no okay. I'm talking about back in Civil War okay. and stuff. I, Are you I talking about the River in of this. Truth? No, it's oh, in, this, in issue. this issue. I just don't have that issue to look it up. But anyway, just believe me, folks. Yeah, folks, you yeah. should get this issue. Yeah, Devil's, Devil's Rain was awesome. And find the quote I'm talking. You should also get Dark Rain. 
if you can find it on trade. Also in Devil's Reign, there's a Boba Fett's word search. That's Lego. Boba Fett. It's in a few of the Marvel issues. It's probably in the Star Wars one, too, I would bet. Boba Fett. I would guess it's in probably all of them. Yeah. So, Laura, who is your hero of the week? I think I want to go with Ethan and Kaylee, my nephew and his girlfriend. Because for my birthday, she got me this awesome Spider-Man floating in a flamingo. It's very colorful. Yeah, it's shiny too. And now I can use it for all my notes for the podcast. And I told her I was going to do that. So shout out to Kaylee, especially if you're listening now. I'll post this on your Facebook again too. There you go. (laughs) Hopefully the link works this time. I mean, the podcast is automatically uploaded to Facebook. So you can just share the Facebook podcast link to her. I I didn't. It didn't work last time is what I'm saying. Oh, I'm sure it'll be fine. (laughs) Hopefully it'll be better next time. So with that, folks, we will say thank you for listening to us ramble for this hour and a half-ish. <coughs> It'll be a, it's a little shorter than that, and I'll trim a couple things. But either way, it's close to an hour and a half. Yeah, thanks uh, for letting me come back. Not a problem. Thanks for yep. having the time off work so you can do the podcast with us. <laughs> uh, and thanks for the mac and cheese and pizza. Yes, thank you. Thanks, Bob Evans. Good. And <laughs> Meyer, where you got the pizza from. True. Uh, so that we'll say thank you everyone else that is listening and barring any complications. We'll be back next week with more comic books, more saga volume eight. We're only, only got two volumes left folks. Thank God. <laughs> check us out on social media and MySpace. and MySpace. Yeah, I need to check the MySpace. Thank you. And we'll see you all next time. Bye. Seriously, who came up with the name Nimrod? Uh, Green Day. I'm willing to accept Green Day. I'm willing to accept that. Okay, that was good. Good night, everyone.